0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today.
1: Traumatized them. It was frightening. That's something that you, you, cannot, you cannot just say, well, we'll do legislation to make sure this or that doesn't happen again. You cannot erase that. So I've, I have a lot of communication with staff, with Capitol Police and the rest, so I know pretty much what people are thinking not everything uh, and and we must always be, it's like an horizon you're always moving to make it better, to make it better as far as civility is concerned it would be a good place to start if they didn't start threatening the lives of, of, of members of Congress from one of their members to the next and saying nothing about it, but civility is very important I just met with the spouses uh,
0: I don't know if the speaker, understands what we mean by civility. I mean, this is all happening live. This is her press conference. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Civility. Remind me to tell you about the Christmas tree that was set on fire in front of the Fox Studios. But civility isn't about please and thank you. Civility is about allowing people to speak freely and not killing them when they do. And I'm here to tell you, there are far too many people who would be very okay with killing you for speaking out. Right now, they only do the things like censorship. That's not civility. That's diseased thinking. You can't have a different thought about COVID, even if you're a doctor. We don't allow that on YouTube. Diseased thinking and not civility. An obscenity before the Lord. Or if you don't believe in that kind of thing, uh, you can't have any society worth a good holy damn if you're engaged in censorship. just can't be done. So the problem is that people aren't with you regarding your January 6th nonsense committee. They're not with you regarding your January 6th nonsense committee. That is different than whether or not members of Congress are like, what the hell is happening as people were running into the Capitol? I have never questioned whether or not they were worried. I question why Representative Ocasio-Cortez, a quarter to a half mile away, thought that her life was in danger and thought that she was going to be physically assaulted. I think she is reaching. Now, she can tell me I don't understand. I'll say to her, okay. But based on what we know, I think just like she showed in the photo at the southern border, and she's dressed in all white, and she's crying at a fence that she could have walked around either side on. It was a photo op. I think she's making it up. That's a horrible thing to say about somebody. They're making it up. But I have the history. I've got the facts on my side. That photo she took of the southern border to be upset with what was happening with Trump's awful policies was a made-up photo. And since the policies are the same under Biden, not only are this the same because he employs the same policies, but the courts have forced him to engage the same policies, like, for example, remain in Mexico. She never shows up at the border. She hasn't shed a single tear. She's too busy going to the Met Gala. Why in the world... Why in the world would I think for a moment she actually believes what she's saying? Or why, maybe, maybe, maybe I should say it differently. Why should we believe what she says at all? And so I don't because of her, not because I'm a bad guy. She has made it difficult, near impossible, to believe what it is that she's saying. But all of this goes back to this conversation about civility that she led with. There's nothing civil about the January 6th commission. There's nothing civil about it. Now, a little bit later in the show, uh, Nick Searcy is going to join us. And he, actor, director, uh, we've known each other for a, a, a good long while. He made a movie with Chris Burgard, who I've known for forever and a day as well. And the movie's called Capital Punishment. And the movie is about January 6th. And he goes into looking into the people who were arrested Uh, at at the rally, whether or not uh, we're we're engaged in, in some, well, American ways of life here. Whether or not the FBI played a role in this. And you may ask me, whoa, is he trying to get into some revisionist history? Well, what's one of the things we're going to talk about? Nick and I don't agree on everything. But we're friends enough to know that we can have these conversations and he's willing to put his money where his mouth is and his career where his head is. He saw something that he didn't like. He's seeing something that he thinks is a problem, and he made a film about it. In a In a, in a civil world, that's allowed, and then we can, like we're going to do today, discuss it and engage it, and maybe he's making great points, and maybe things we agree with, and maybe things we disagree with, and maybe things we learn, and maybe things we totally dismiss. Oh, that's true of every interview. In the world of Nancy Pelosi, this movie should not be allowed out. This movie is the end of days. It's called Capital Punishment. In the uncivil world, the incivil world, the uncivil world, you're not allowed to have these thoughts. You're not allowed to have these ideas. You're not allowed to engage in these conversations. That's her world. Anybody who doesn't believe... That January 6th was the worst thing ever to happen to humanity. Shouldn't be allowed to say. That's why she told Representative Jim Banks and Representative Jim Jordan they weren't welcome. Kevin McCarthy appointed them to this committee. She said, you're not allowed. And uh, McCarthy said, well, kiss off. Civility. I ask you right now if this is Civility. Ah, uh, it's German. So I'll have to share with you the story. Here is a woman who I would say is in her 70s. Old woman. I'd say she, if she's five feet tall, I'd be impressed. And here she is surrounded by four, five police officers in gear. One of them holding on to her wrist and not letting her go. Why? Because she doesn't have her proof of vaccine status. They won't let go of her. They won't let go of her. He won't let go of her wrist as if somehow she's a flight risk or something. Over a minute into the video, he finally lets go, but now he's got a hand on her shoulder. Papers, please. Tell me more about civility. In any society that says, papers, please, I guarantee you, any society that says, papers, please, is not a society that engages in civility. No, it's in Germany. That happened in Germany. Just like what we're seeing happens in Australia. Just like what we're seeing happens in Austria. And oh... What's going to be happening and is happening in Bill de Blasio's New York? You don't have yourself a card. You can't get into this restaurant. You can't get into this museum. You can't get into this shop. You can't go about living your life. Well, Tony, in a civil society, everybody would be vaccinated. Wait a second. Can you tell by looking at somebody whether they're vaccinated? So when I say papers, please, you want to engage for your own fear factor, or I shouldn't say you, their own fear factor. We have to know whether everybody's vaccinated. People should have to prove through papers. Now, some people have gone the really ugly measure of saying, oh, what's next? You're going to make us wear yellow stars? That's a Holocaust reference, and I cannot stand the Holocaust reference. Drives me back crap crazy. But if we're going to talk about what it is we're looking at, if you're acquiring papers, you are akin to fascists. And if you want people to show their papers to prove that they can move freely about their society, well, then you don't believe in civility at all. You might rather that people got vaccinated regarding COVID. But what you're willing to do for that is ruin society. You are not someone who is thinking clearly. The people who believe in paperwork to prove vaccine status, you're the authoritarian bastard. Not Trump, not me, you. You're the enemy of a free and thinking society. You're the people opposed to humanity. Places that check your paperwork. North Korea, China, Russia. Next? Oh, Cuba. You want to play a game of what all these things have in common? One of these things is just like the other. North Korea, China, Cuba, Russia, Manhattan. One of these things is just like the other. It's not civil civil society would recognize that there is such a thing as science and that people can disagree. I don't think it's a smart idea not to take a polio vaccine. I don't. I think protecting yourself from polio is a really smart idea. I wonder what the data is of the amount of people who took the polio vaccine from the start. Was the the adoption rate 90%, 95%, 84%, 72%? Maybe it was higher because it affected kids and people do anything for their kids. As we've argued, COVID doesn't affect kids. As a matter of fact, this idea that five to 11 year olds, has to, five to 11 year olds have to be vaccinated, I don't think I've ever said it as strongly. I think it's disgusting. And we're a pretty gross society that wants to take a, a vaccine that we don't know what would do to five to 11 year olds and stick it in them. I mean, I think it's pretty gross. Look, you're the parent. You can do what you want. You may see it differently than me. But it's gross that as a society, we would even think, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Adults are scared, so kids suffer is a disgusting, disgusting society. And that's where we're at right now. But yet, Speaker Pelosi is fine with that. And she now wants to talk about civility. You know, it's it's like Alan Iverson talking about practice. Talking about practice. No civil society says, hey, the adults are worried. Let's do things to the kids to make us feel better. But we see it all the time and we see it all the places. We see it in the pseudo-intellectual set of, of, of journalists and of media. We see it in, in the uh, anti-intellectual set amongst celebrities. We see it amongst the truly incompetent when it comes to elected officials and the people are supposed to trust the scientists they're afraid your kids should suffer they're afraid your kids should wear a mask in an environment where they're not more apt to get covid which is a school as a matter of fact they're resilient against it and we haven't yet determined the effects the mask has on the kids but we know anecdotally it's a lot of effect We know that suicide rates are up. We know that obesity is up. We know these numbers. We have them. We have the proof. Never mind the years lost because we kept kids out of school for a year and a half. Years. It wasn't just a year and a half. It translates out to years of lost potential, which we very possibly will suffer from, all because some adult was afraid to go to Target. All because some low rent coward was afraid of the world. Now, you might think I'm talking to you. It's very possible that you have yourself a condition, an illness, that COVID could kill you. I don't think you're a coward. You're a cancer patient. I want it known. I don't think you're a coward. I need to be even more clear that I am absolutely positively not talking about you. You may be someone who is immunocompromised. I want you to know that I'm not talking about you. You have elderly parents who you still want to be able to see in a home or in their house, and you knew that COVID with their comorbidities could hurt them, and you did everything you could to make sure you don't get it. I am not talking about you. You are what we call rational people. And as rational people, you did things for your safety. And that would include maybe you wearing a mask, okay? I don't see the benefits of wearing a mask, but you did. It stopped something, so you decided to wear it, and I said, fine. And you decided to get a a vaccine because you uh, followed that data and said, okay, you think this works? And I said, fine. And you decide to get a booster, even though there is no medical science that shows that a booster is actually effective. There's a belief. We don't have the data set yet out of Israel or anywhere else. And I said, fine, because the civil society says you can decide for yourself. You're not a coward when you do those things. You're an American when you do those things. Maybe differently than other people would do it. But you made the decision for you, and there's really nothing more American than that. But then some people decided that others had to do for them. And those are the people I'm referring to. Those are the people who operated out of fear. Celebrities and politicos. And your neighbors. And my neighbors. And others. Who acted solely out of fear, without concern for anyone else. You're forced to get a vaccine? What if What if I have natural immunity? Doesn't matter. That's fear. You're forced to get a vaccine. I can't. If I get a vaccine, it's going to cause me this complication and that complication. I have a medical exemption. We don't give medical exemptions. Too bad. That's fear. And sure as I'm sitting here and as sure as God made little green apples, that is not civility. That's the hallmark. ...of a diseased society. That and papers, please. I'm Tony Katz. Saul Omorova. Now, I never know if I'm pronouncing her first name right. She is the one who was selected by Biden... ...to head the office of the Comptroller of the Currency... She's a communist, although she's claiming, how dare you call me a communist? All right. Is that Shades of McCarthy? Actually, no. Her own comments coming back to haunt her. She talks about getting rid of of capitalism. She talks about uh, bankrupting industries. Um, The fact that she was born in Kazakhstan means zero. The fact that she attended Moscow State University eh, could mean something. Tony Katz, it's great to be with you. Absolutely great to be with you. Um, The OCC, as it's called, Comptroller of the Currency, regulates banks. And she, in her her words prior, papers prior, um, she proposes that the Federal Reserve provide consumer banking services as a more efficient alternative to private banks. She doesn't believe in private anything. She believes in government everything. For that alone, for that alone, she has no business being near government. She'll still be a professor at Cornell University. Oh, she'll still get speaking engagements. These people are very brazen uh, in their their radical politics and um, being proud of it. And it is up to us to fight it. I don't think there are litmus tests, are you now, or have you ever been a communist? And she can clearly be upset that someone would call her a communist. You believe in bankrupting energy industries to keep only green, and you believe there should be no private banks. I don't have to call you a communist. You did. Certainly policies that have no place being in leadership. This is Tony Katz today. Dow Jones down 82. The NASDAQ is up 30. And then... Oh, come on. You knew it was coming up. I don't mean to tease it like that. Pfizer CEO says a fourth COVID vaccine dose may be needed sooner than expected due to Omicron. Omicron. No, 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 no. You have a a variant, Omicron, O-M-I-C-R-O-N, that the South African doctors told us when they said, hey, this thing exists, because they were willing to tell us how many nations didn't tell us. This This thing is now in 57 countries. There are no deaths from Omicron that we know of. It's, it, the symptoms are mild, and the people are fine, um, it, it's, 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 it's not putting people into hospitals, why would I need a fourth COVID vaccine dose? Now, the people who are talking about forever boosters, well, this is what we get from, from, from the flu. This is what you get from the flu. Every year, there's a flu shot. The difference is you can decide not to take a flu shot. Why can't I decide not to take a COVID booster? No, no, no. You tell me the difference. Because what? The flu isn't deadly. Did I just sound British there? What the what just happened? That was, that was very strange. Like, like Hillary Clinton speaking to people from Britain. Just throwing the accents out there. People die from the flu. Producer Ari, I don't know if you want to say or not if you've gotten a flu shot in your life.
1: Oh, I've gotten the flu shot and I got the booster already for COVID. I don't, dude, I don't care if people, if you don't want to get the booster or the flu shot, that's up to you. I don't care. I personally, I don't want to get sick. So if I have to get a shot every two weeks, give me that shot, homie.
0: First. Oh. Secondly, I was sighing because I wasn't going to ask you anything about vaccine status. I don't do those kinds of things. Oh,
1: it doesn't bother me. So I didn't
0: want you to think somehow I'd, I was asking for that because I absolutely.
1: No, it doesn't. I'm not a private person. It's fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: good. What else do you want to know?
0: Social security number?
1: Uh, it ends. You have in, any
0: banking in, information you want to share with us? You want me to text it to you? Or? No, 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 no. Just uh, just write it on the window there at the at the uh, building at the studios, and just I'll drive by and read it off. The last we all three will.
1: digits of my credit card are going to go up there too.
0: Right, right, and the CVV, right, the three digit code on the back. Yeah, that's thank what I'm you. Um, I have never gotten a flu shot. Wait till you get the flu. No, I've gotten the flu before. I have never, ever, ever gotten a flu shot. Why, then? I am not anti-flu shot. I want to be clear about this. I have felt no need in my life ever to get a flu shot. But to, None. to to limit your risk of getting sick. Yet here I am. I mean, yeah. A that's- grown man who made, wait for it, my own decisions. I mean, yeah, that's cool. So I want to be able to make, without employer interference, my own decision on a booster. And I got to tell you, never mind anybody's vaccination status. And I'm saying this just as a person, just in, 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 in general. I'm saying this. People want to make their, their, their own decisions. I'm not talking about me personally. But I would say me personally. Right, I want to make my own decision on everything. When employers start demanding boosters, that's when you're going to see people saying, we're done here, goodbye. You figure out how to run this Fakakta company. We're finished. I want no part of this. I want no part of your life. I want no part of your crazy. Now, I uh, actually spoke with uh, the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, and he was part of the lawsuit that um, went against uh, Joe Biden and his push for vaccine mandates for federal contractors. And this just got, uh, you know, overturned. Sorry, Joe Biden, you can't do it. it was a court judge, uh, federal judge out of Savannah, Georgia. And the idea of whether or not the Biden administration, why do they keep thinking they have uh, the right to do this? Why do they keep thinking they have got a say and they can tell us that we have to do it? I mean, to listen to Jen Psaki in in this elitist style, well, we absolutely have the right to do these things.
1: Well, the reason that we proposed uh, these these, uh, requirements
0: uh, is that we know they work. uh, They weren't requirements, Jen. They were mandates. They weren't requirements. That's not how this works. We are confident in our ability uh, legally uh, to uh, make these happen
1: across the country. Uh, as you know, uh, the federal government, the largest employer in the country, we have successfully implemented these requirements in a way that has not only boosted vaccinations in the federal government, with more than 92 percent of people vaccinated, but also helps avoid disruptions in operations.
0: Oh she's proud. She's proud and I had asked, uh, the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rakita about this case and what did he think of the of the result and what the judge did in preventing the federal government from enforcing COVID-19 vaccine mandates on federal contractors. One of the states that brought that lawsuit was Indiana. The attorney general of Indiana, Todd Rokita, joins us right now. And and sir, you you get the news yesterday. Talk to me about what uh, your rationale was for bringing this lawsuit and your reaction to the judge's decision. Oh well, thanks, Tony. Look, you know, it was a simple argument of constitutionality and federal government overreach. You know, there's a lot that can be taken from that Saki uh, statement. There, first of all, did did she sound confident that they were on good legal footing? You know, not not really. Uh, number two, they even though they know they're not on good legal footing, she admitted the game plan, which was we're going to do this anyway because. Um, look at, look at all that we can control while this works its way through the courts as fast as it's going. It is going very fast. Uh, and and look how we could um, give companies who want to do this anyway, a fig leaf, look what we could do to kind of intimidate people to do it anyway. You know, so there's that message in her statement too. And then by the way, not part of this interview necessarily, but did you hear how disgusting it sounded when she said that the federal government was the country's largest employer? <laughs> It is pretty ugly. I'll give him that. I'll, I'll share with you the full interview with uh, the Indiana Attorney General, Todd Rakita in, in a little bit. But there is this, this theory, this belief, like this thing is, is never-ending. You're never going to get away from it. You will have to deal with these people for the rest of your life. This is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern so long as there's
2: people who are eligible who haven't been vaccinated we've got work to do you know I don't think I'll ever be satisfied so long as there's someone who's choose you know who who is eligible and hasn't been and that's why I've said this there's not going to be an end point to this vaccination program uh, once we've obviously we're rolling out boosters now so we've got a another you know wave of people that we need to make sure that we're protecting again so um, those who were vaccinated six months ago we really need them to come back or we need to go to them
0: There's no end point to this vaccination program. Now, I'm actually okay with that. If you wanna say we're always gonna offer vaccines to COVID, I'll say to you, fine. Always offer vaccines to COVID. Knock yourselves out. The question before us is, are you gonna keep people locked down for the rest of their lives? Are you going to keep them locked down for the rest of their lives? Or are you just going to accept the fact that you're not going to get everybody? This is the question. This is the question. Never mind the fact that the Biden administration is a bunch of authoritarian nonsense people. I mean, hot garbage in this this idea of force. Jacinda Ardern, she's never going to be happy knowing that someone out there is unvaccinated. They're making their decision. They bought their ticket. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Any chance you have to quote airplane people, do it. Do it as quickly as possible. People want to. People want to, you know, make their own decisions. If somebody wants to choose not to get vaccinated, that's fine. They're making their decision. They're the only people they're affecting. You're not getting affected. Let's do this again. Can't believe we got to do this again. Why are we the only people who talk about science? If you are not vaccinated, you are the only person you are affecting. There is no data that shows that the unvaccinated person spreads more COVID. None. And so the control freak just needs to get over it. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! It wasn't the Germans, people. But if you don't watch Animal House, how do you know anything about life? Remember something, though. It's not actually about control. Control is not the top line desire. Go back and listen to what Jacinda Ardern said again.
2: And so long as there's people who are eligible who haven't been vaccinated, we've got work to do. You know, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied so long as there's someone who's choose, you know, who who is eligible
0: and hasn't been. And that's what she won't be satisfied. So I ask you, think about it, but let's, let's break it down. Let's have a bourbon on the bar stool. Let's figure this out. She is not satisfied until everyone who can be vaccinated is vaccinated. So
2: long as there's someone who's choose, you know, who, Wait, who is there
0: eligible, is. we've got work to do. You know,
2: I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. So long as there's someone who's choose,
0: you know, who, who is eligible and hasn't been And. that She even starts by saying, I won't be satisfied when somebody chooses not to do the thing that I think is best for them. That's not about control. That is about a belief. It is elitism. The control is a symptom of the disease and the disease is elitism. This idea that they know best. That they have been anointed Touched by God that only they speak that secret language. You know, I speak jive. Again, airplane. Any chance you can work it in? They know the secret language. Nobody else does. They've got the secret handshake. Nobody else does. Only they know how to explain it to the people. And oh, the poor people who refuse to listen. Oh, the poor people who don't pay attention. Pat, pat, pat on the head. Now hold them down and give them a shot. What? It is about that. It is about the, ideo- the ideology. And from that comes the control. Really important to remember that the people saying they want control aren't answering a question. They are just throwing out some low-hanging fruit and trying to get people to agree with them because it sounds bad. And I agree that it is bad. But you have to ask yourself, why do they want the control? It is because they believe they know better. And what's really interesting is that that group of people is a very large group of people. And they all believe, they all believe that as their agenda, ideology moves forward, they'll be the ones in charge. But as we have learned from any society... The people who started with Stalin don't end up with Stalin. They end up dead. How many people were in the gulags during the days of Stalin who said, if he knew I was here, he'd be really angry? They all thought they were on the inside. And then they learned that they're not on the inside because how many people can really be on the inside of the society they're creating? Yeah, we're all on the same team. We're all great. But some of us are more great than others. Some of us are more important than others. Some of us hear the voices better than others. It's just the way it goes. Important thing to remember. Um, Am I going to save the story of the tree or am I going to do that now? You're not going to have enough time. All right. But I, I mean, I've got to get to the tree story. The fox tree that was set on fire. All right. All right, I I, I will do that story in the next hour. You stay here. I've got more to get to. And don't forget the book, Let's Go Bourbon. It's my new book. It is uh, Bourbon Quotes, the history of bourbon, the laws of bourbon. You want to know great recipes, it's all there. Let's Go Bourbon. It's available at Amazon.com. You got to check it out for yourself. The Stocking Stuffer. Get it now. You'll have it before Christmas. Let's Go Bourbon bourbon is the name of the book you can find it at tonykatz.com you follow me on social media of course you'll see it posted everywhere go order 100 copies right now of let's go bourbon the book is fantastic you're going to love it the bourbon lover in your life is going to love it the bourbon novice in your life is going to love it the people who don't like bourbon are going to love it get 12 copies for grandma let's go bourbon at amazon.com more to come i'm tony katz So mortgage rates went down, and not much. They went down a little ping, a little bit a little something like that. but it's caused a big, big uh, surge in refinancing because mortgage rates have been you know pushing up and pushing up, and they were in, in, at 3.3 percent, which is still historically insanely low. Ask your parents or grandparents about paying 13 percent on a mortgage. And uh, some people say thirteen percent, so low. Yeah, I mean it used to be nuts. We're living through a time of really free money, in 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 so many ways. So the um, it went down to three point three zero, uh, from three point three one. Right. That that's that's not much. Uh, points decreased a little bit on the origination fee, and uh, when you're talking about. You
1: know, three hundred thousand dollar houses, like yeah. It's,
0: oh, 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 look, it, it's much more psychological than it is savings. It's okay. Things came down, or at least they stabilized. Get it now before it's too late. That's if you said it went from three point three one to three point one eight. Okay, that's down. Uh, that people would see it. I think that way. I don't think they're looking at uh, a tenth or a hundredth of a percent uh, and saying, oh yeah, that's the that's the difference between getting the house and not. I'm old enough to but, remember the uh, financial collapse of 08. Uh, I'm old enough to have suffered the financial collapse of 08.
1: Nothing has changed.
0: Lost everything I own to the financial collapse of 08. I should tell that story. I should. Meanwhile, uh, a tree got set on fire, and Twitter thought it was hilarious. I'll dig into it. Get your thoughts as well. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.